Good morning. It's 9.30 on Thursday, the 21st of May 2020. It's radio blogging, it's Edge Thursday, and it's show 41. Good morning. Yo, yo, what up? This is Lunch Money Lewis. Hey, I'm John Newman. Hey, what's up? This is Fergie Ferg. Woo! Keep this frequency clear. A children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9.30 a.m. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. Morning bloggers, as we head delightfully into a bank holiday weekend. I can't believe there's another bank holiday. It's Bank Holiday Monday. And listeners, we will not be on air next Monday. So do plan for something else, whatever. Carry on with the exercises, but we will not be on air. You can, of course, come to the website and enjoy the plethora of resources that we have waiting for you. You can listen to any of our shows again on the player. And there's always live content playing on that live player. Um, music, a whole range of stuff as well now before we get the show underway had a tweet this is how you get yourself on the show listeners this is from claire we're excited today it's bethany's 10th birthday and she's declared no home learning and no joe wicks but there's no way she's missing radioblogging.net well many happy returns of the day bethany and this gets you that all together now gentlemen it's bethany we're going for birthday to you good voice Birthday. Come on, Pi, I can't hear you. Happy birthday, <laughs> dear Bethany. 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 <laughs> oh, lovely. <Woo-hoo>! Absolutely. <laughs> That's how you do it, folks. And we can do that because we're small and niche, and I love it. Many happy returns today. That, Claire, is how you get yourself on the radio. Uh, Good luck to you as well. Let's say hello to the team before we waste any uh, more time before we get into our activities as well. Ian, how's it going with you? Very, very good indeed. Thank you, Russell. It's been a good week. Busy week, of course, as it always is. Got some exciting news. Heard from BBC Radio Merseyside earlier in the week. They would like to hear from the team and what radio blogging is all about. It's spreading, Russell, (gasps) nationwide. No, excellent. Merseyside. Now, is that up north somewhere? It is. It's Liverpool. Absolutely. <gasps> wow. Oh, that's Leaper. And great. There's a real, there's a oh, amazing, amazing school of performing arts. <gasps> it's all go, go, go up there. Certainly is. Well, good yeah. luck with that. That's excellent. Deputy Mitchell on the buttons. What's happening on the site today, sir? Good morning, everybody. Uh, yeah, little Merseyside, that's down south for me. <laughs> Bless you, bless you. Um, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's a bit cold up here this morning. Uh, no snow. Uh, but yes, it was a lovely day yesterday. Hoping for a nice one today. Crazy stats on the show yesterday. Every day is getting bigger and bigger. The um, Padlets and the Jotcast working me hard. I'm going to need to lie down next week. Well, that's fine. We, I think we can arrange that as well. It's time to meet the man himself. We love to start the day with a slice of pie. Start the day with a slice of pie. This is radioblogging.net. Okay, pie, how is it in the Corbett household this morning? Well, of course, I'm not in the household. I've been sent out to the garage. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing this in the garage now. Um, but it is quite a nice garage. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I lay in a bit this morning because I'm feeling quite tired. But the young master is off. He has done the uh, round with the old people, taking them a tea. He's been feeding them breakfast now for a while. And they'll soon be going into the – they all go into a main uh, room – and then there are activities. He plays games with them. He sings to them. He plays the guitar. So it's all good fun there. And it's all good fun here. And I'm in- looking forward to another day where we enjoy our own creativity. So I think, Russell, it's time for us to have uh, uh, get our teeth stuck into a couple of games. Creative games. Play and try with Ian and Pye. I know that Christopher is listening uh, to us uh, this morning and we're all on the page which says today's show and you've clicked on the show. You're listening to us. And the first thing we do, Chris, is uh, we always play a couple of games and everybody at home and at school, they listen to the games being modelled by uh, Ian and I. Uh, Take notes and keep your notebooks. I think I've said this before. Those notebooks are important to keep because day after day after day, we play little games, activities. You jot things down, words, phrases, ideas, 
maybe little points about writing that you want to capture and preserve. And in the end, that becomes a massive resource for your own writing. You can always flick back and find a word or a phrase or an idea and explore it or use it further. So are you ready for a couple of games, Ian? I certainly am, Pie. Absolutely. Okay, we'll model them. You listen at home and in school, and then we'll have a musical uh, break and interlude while you play them. So the first one is the old once upon a time game. But, uh, well, you'll see how it goes, because we're going to have things going a bit strangely or oddly in our once upon a times. Here we are. Um, I'll start us off. Um, Once upon a time, there was a policeman who robbed a bank. Uh, Once upon a time, there was a donkey who spoke Spanish. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's unfair to do that. <laughs> I can see him with his little sombrero. That's unfair to do that. Oh, me. Once upon a time, there was a spaceman who didn't like heights. Once upon a time, there was a prince who lived in a camper van. <laughs> this is wicked. You, you've been rehearsing. Once upon a time, there was a vet who was allergic to cats and dogs. Uh, once upon a time, there was a bus driver who always drove in reverse. Once upon a time, there was a soldier who was scared of spiders. Uh, Once upon a time, there was a clown who could never remember the punchline to jokes. Once upon a time, there was a ballet dancer who was also a weightlifter. Once upon a time, there was a mouse who only ate porridge and camembert. (laughs) 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 Okay, you've got the idea, folks. That's good. Yeah, nicely played, Ian. You went for that. Superb stuff. Great game. Great game. Great game. So you have a character like a teacher or whatever it is, and then you make it all fall apart. Once upon a time, as a teacher, you knew absolutely nothing. Okay, so the next game that we're going to introduce you is rules for setting out on some sort of magical adventure. So um, over to you. You start, Ian. Okay, I'm going to go for uh, always take a spare pair of boots for going indoors at castles. All right. Um, <clears throat> make sure that you wash hands if you ha- after touching uh, house goblins. Okay. Um, always sharpen your sword ready for combat. Uh, make sure that you take um, an invisibility... An invisibility ring with you. Uh, Obtain the most up-to-date map to follow your quest. Make sure that you um, have, uh, you know, those little bags that you put your hand in. Whatever you put in, you get two out. Yes. One of those. Make sure you've got one of those. Uh, I'm going to say always bring your how to speak troll phrase book. Oh, that's a good one. Make sure that you have been granted three magical wishes before you leave. Mm. Ensure you climb to the top of any mountain. Okay, never be sarcastic with a dragon. Clean your teeth after tasting forest fruits. (laughs) (laughs) Take a fire extinguisher with you facing a dragon. No, no, well done, Pipe. That one's all yours. Okay, all my... okay all good yours. one. Okay, so a couple of great games there. Um, what equipment or what would you do if you were setting out on a magical adventure? And that lovely Once Upon a Time game where you think of a, I don't know, a pirate or something or other, and then having it go all wrong. So it's over to you at home. It's over to you at school. And Russell, it's over to you. I think we need a little musical interlude. Maybe the odd shout out if they're there. The odd or even shout out as well. I was just thinking about that. A minister who knows absolutely nothing. How great is that? And so real as well. It is exactly 21 minutes to 10. You're listening to Radio Blogging. Get in contact, listeners. We'd love to hear from you. Here's the text number. Text us now on 07624-802-272 for a mention. And on email, radioblogging at gmail.com. Time for some music now. This is so magical and so Disney. Next week on radioblogging.net, it's our first holiday club. An hour of fun and games, music and poetry, listener votes, competitions and lots of larking about. It's Radio Blogging Holiday Club. Same time, same place on radioblogging.net. Sad, so, 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 sad, so
Ah, great music there from Wishery. Absolutely love that. Thanks, Amy. Yes, indeed. It's Radio Blogging Club next week, Tuesday to Friday. Ian and myself are with you with an hour-long show, starting at the same time, same place, a little bit more fun and larking around with the same outcomes as well. I want to say very good morning to Claire as well. Apparently, thank you. You've made Bethany's day. The look of delight on her face tickled Toby too. Top of the birthday list was a new notebook for radio blogging. How lovely. And when I say notebook, I mean notebook. Beautiful. Absolutely. We're on the sparkly party tablecloth today. A sparkly tablecloth. I love that. A party table. Oh, those were the days. Uh, Rebecca, good morning. Thank you very much. Anyway, so hello to the whole uh, Claire gang as well. Thank you so much. Adina. Many happy returns of the day, Bethany, to you as well. Re- Rebecca is on as well. Live right now. Thank you so much. Lots of people recommending. So loads of new listeners again as well. Uh, J. Armand Smith. Hello. Can you say good morning to Bea, who is listening today at her desk? I certainly can. Bea, thank you very much. Uh, James Walker is with us again. Very excited about Christopher Edge, as are we. And lots of other tweets. Miss Wood is with us again. Oh, it's, it's like having the gang here as well. Uh, Sandra Dartnell as well, just going to her laptop to explore more. She discovered us because of David Almond. Uh, his reading, Skellig, uh, brilliant author of that fantastic book as well. Isn't that good? These authors bringing folks to us as well. Just absolutely lovely. Uh, Q Woods, year six. Hello to them as well. Nice to have you listening. And Cannon Park Primary, good morning to you. Hello to to Mrs Higgins another great writing opportunity absolutely right and Antonio welcome to you as well hello to Becky thank you so much indeed Claire another Claire is on and absolutely loving for this recommending us uh, for 10 years uh, plus for the read as well excellent you're you're very welcome thank you so much I, I think it's probably a little bit younger a little bit older it, it's whatever uh, lights your fire it'd be really good Rob late hello to you as well looking forward to this show thank you so much and good morning to Samantha Ian what do you have for us Thank you so much, Russell. Edith got in touch this morning on the contact padlet. So if you go to the top of the page, contact radio blogging, there is a padlet there which we're now familiar with. Can I have a shout out from my teacher, Miss Caswell? I miss her. Hope we can go to school again soon. India from Pensby Primary. Well, good morning to you. Can you have a shout out? Yes, you can. And welcome back this morning. Uh, shout out to my BFF, Har- Harriet and to Gerald the Mouse. Uh, Freya, it wouldn't let me put it in the title. Don't worry, it's out there and the shout out is there. Uh, Mrs. Pritchard and year six at Osbaston Church in Wales, uh, church school in Wales. Please give us a shout out on today's show. We are so excited about listening to Christopher Edge. We are just about to start reading The Longest Night of Charlie Noon as our class storybook. Brilliant. Hope you enjoy it. Mr. G, Belmont School. Morning all. We are here again. Pencils poised. Please could we have a shout out for all the Belmont children who are listening at home and Mrs. Shales, of course, who will be beavering away at the activities. Brilliant stuff. Love to hear it. You can also leave a comment on the show page. If you go to the bottom, uh, you can leave a comment in the box. It will be moderated, of course, uh, just to check that everything looks good. Uh, and then I can read it out as I'm about to. Eliza, good morning to you, who is excited for today's show um, because the pictures look like something you could write about. Well, that's the idea. It's hopefully it's giving you ideas, inspiration. Harry, good morning to you. Um, that's uh, lovely to hear from you this morning. Also to George this morning. Thank you for getting in touch. Uh, really good to hear from you. Olivia as well on the uh, comments this morning. Thank you so much. Devon for getting in touch as well really really good to hear from you also Ella can't wait for radio blogging to start loving the early morning music yes of course the station is on 24 hours a day it is your uh, all year all day round friend so you can tune in even when we're not and listen to everything that's on the live stream that's the beauty of the 24-hour station Sachin good morning to you thank you so much for getting in touch Kitty as well Olivia hello everyone so excited can't wait shout out for me and my best friend Alexandra who are there poised and ready to get going well speaking of which I think we possibly should it is 14 minutes to 10 Thursday the 21st of May 2020 it is radioblogging.net and now it is Pie Corbett. Okay, great. I, I've just uh, seen uh, a message there from Minchinhampton Common. I think you mentioned it probably. Uh, and I'm waving to you over the valley, folks, because I'm on the other side of the valley. Now, um, at the end, Chris, I know that you're listening at the end of each um, session. We always have an opportunity for children to record a piece of their writing. And um, we were looking yesterday at mixing in or or choosing either a dream opening that foretells or forewarns or a kapow opening where you really whack into the action quickly. Russell, have we got anything recorded for us today? Oh, my goodness. Have we like you can't believe it was a tricky business selecting three. Sachi is up first. 
kicked a can around the bend as I shuffled along the street. Gruffle was clearing out his shop on the side of the road. He was trying to clean some graffiti off the wall. I walked up the alleyway and tried to clear my head. It didn't work. I kept remembering that horrible dream. The dream I kept having. The one where I was in an alleyway. Then up behind me I heard a large snarling. Some small beast with grey sullen eyes and snarl that could shake the world. Help! Save me! I was snapped out of my dream as Gruffle caught my attention. I turned around to find myself staring into a pair of grey eyes. The same pair of grey eyes. My dream was becoming a reality. The sound effects there were purely natural, I have to say, but I'd, I'd, I'd have loved to have been able to take the credit for creating that that cavernous sound. Amazing. Yeah, it was, it was beautifully read. I, I, it's, wor- it's really worth everybody noticing how she slows down at the right, um, the right place, doesn't it? And every single word is valued. And, of course, we had to name it. We had the character Gruffle, which sort of brings that character alive. And then the repetition, the same pair of gray eyes i thought that was superb it sounded like something from a book what else have you got for us Russell? got two more this is arthur and this i absolutely loved i didn't go to school that day i couldn't the dream from last night still gripped my head instead i ran to the park where pale fog hung on the tree branches i slumped onto a bench and immediately the dream was on me again i was there Screams and gunshot tore the morning, and I was still on the chair, rooted to the spot. Hazy light poured through the window slit and onto the chamber. Facing me was a bulky man in an army suit. He had a deep gash across his left cheek, and his swollen red eyes glared into mine. Hello, mate. A gruff voice snatched me from my dream. Ain't you supposed to be at school? It was him, the man from the dream. stunning now arthur's been on before and i went back and had to listen to it that's so much better an amazing improvement mm. well, so i want i want to hear more i mean that 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 was just superb i wonder what do you think that was dad coming in with Hello there. no no <laughs> it's definitely definitely him and the light snatched me from my dream stunning yeah beautifully beautifully what i like about both of those is they are focusing on telling the story and where they have used um adjectives um for instance they are incredibly well chosen they're mm. not just chucking words at it yeah. beautiful writing superb well done Arthur. really and good work just one more now unfortunately this person didn't give their name but it's titled run run uh, but it was so good i had to put it in anyway but do remember mm. folks to put your name at the top of the padlet so that we know who you are Can you see him? That terrifying man gives me nightmares. The sort of nightmares that make you scream. My heart is beating as fast as a cheetah can run. My dreams were floating away up into the midnight sky, getting crushed on the way. Oh no, where was I? What was happening? A shiver ran down my spine. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up. I froze. I listened back to see if I could recognise the voice with uh, an audio padlet, mm. and I couldn't recognise the voice. What a lovely mm. voice! Yeah, it was the, all three were were magic, magic to our ears. And of course, one of the nice things I think, uh, Russ, is that if the children listening, if you listen to those, if we listen to each other, and we read each other's blogs, if we go on to, we need to get better at doing this. If we go on to listeners posts and and read each other's work and and stick in that habit of reading each other's work on the uh, on the padlets we learn from each other and that's why people are getting better that's why we're seeing the steady improvement over time is because we're learning together it is very very i often feel this it's very much like having our own our own classroom and after a bit you get to know the different characters really well 
and um, get to know them as young writers and what their, their taste in reading. Superb work. Well done, everybody. We'll talk through that at the end. Um, and remember, if you weren't chosen out, yours is there. All of them get listened to and they will be there um, uh, indeed, probably forever. Now we get to the moment we have been waiting for. Christopher Edge has written a number of superb books, um, The Many Worlds of Albie Bright, The Jamie Drake Equation, Infinite Lives of Maisie Day, Longest Night of Charlie Noon, very, very popular uh, author, cracking reads, very often interesting books in terms of sort of a scientific or philosophical um, uh, turn to them. So what we do now is we get ourselves ready to listen to the reading. So we're all on uh, today's show. We run down a little bit and just a bit where it says activity one. And there's a small picture of an old shack just above that. It says Christopher Edge response. Click on that. So, Chris, you need to click on that. And up will come what looks like a rather fine starry night. And it says Christopher Edge response Padlet. And David, Deputy Mitchell, is reminding us there on that green post-it note, make sure to double check your writing before you submit the post. And use the Padlet during the reading and during the interview, which we're going to have later on. So we always, Chris, like to give our authors some sort of a response. And in order to do that, if you are new, look in the bottom right hand corner, you see a pink blob with a plus mark. Click on that. Up comes what looks like a post-it note. It says title. That is where you put your name. We have to have your name. And then it says write something. So drop the cursor down and click. Now I'm ready to write because I can't write anything until I've heard the reading. So what we're going to do is we'll listen to the reading and then we write a message back. Maybe something that we liked about the reading, maybe what we think is going to happen next. A comment on the characters uh, and what we felt about them. Maybe something it reminded us uh, of. Uh, maybe I mean, very often people write, oh, I love that phrase there. I thought that really worked incredibly well. So we'd like to give our, our readers uh, a response and later on, We'll do exactly the same with the interview. I think now everybody is ready, uh, Russell, for us to hear Christopher reading at uh, the beginning of The Longest Night of Charlie Noon. Hi, I'm Christopher Edge, and I'm the author of The Many Worlds of Albie Blight and The Infinite Lives of Maisie Day. I'm going to read you the opening of my latest novel, The Longest Night of Charlie Noon. Once upon a time, three kids got lost in the woods. Sounds like a fairy story, doesn't it? But what exactly is a time? Is it a second, a minute, an hour, or a day? Or are we talking about a week, a month, a year, maybe even a lifetime? A blink of an eye lasts for the tenth of a second, while scientists reckon the universe is 13.8 billion years old. Tick, tick, tick. Can I tell you a secret? Once upon a time doesn't exist. This story starts once upon a now. Chapter one. Johnny Baines says there's a monster in here. Dizzy thinks it might be a spy. But as I scramble up the grassy bank of bluebells at the edge of the woods, it's hard to believe there could be anything bad here at all. Sunlight filters through the trees, bathing the grassy path ahead in shifting patterns of brightness. The faint breeze whispering through the leaves makes their shadows flicker like ripples on an imaginary river that's following the path through the woods. Dizzy's already striding along this, his hiccuping walk making it look like he's forever on the verge of falling over. It's this way, Charlie, he says, glancing back to beckon me on. That's where I saw the first one. I nod my head, but I'm in no real hurry to catch up with Dizzy yet. This is the first time I've been into the woods, and for the moment I stand absolutely still slowly filling my senses with this place. From the back of our school, the woods look close enough to touch, a solid bank of forest green that fills half of the horizon. When we set off, I thought it would only take us 10 minutes to get here, 
but I hadn't reckoned on the strange zigzagging path that Dizzy took, following the edges of the fields that lie between the village and the woods. Most of the time we didn't even seem to be walking in the right direction, turning right, then left, then right again, before taking a long detour around the farmhouse that marks the halfway point between the village and the trees. But when I asked Dizzy why we couldn't just walk in a straight line, pointing out the farm track that led to the corner of the woods, he just shot me an anxious look. You've not met Mr Jukes, who owns the farm, have you? I shot my head. We only moved here from London a couple of months ago. It all happened so fast. Dad lost his job and then Grandad Noon died, leaving us his house in his will. That's when Mum and Dad decided to escape from the city and move back to this tiny village where Dad grew up. I didn't get a say. I just had to do what I was told. I used to have friends in London, but now all I've got is Dizzy. He'll fetch the police if he catches you trespassing on his land, Dizzy warned me, casting a nervous glance in the direction of Dukes' farm or set his dog on us. From behind the long barn came the sound of an angry bark. That's all I needed to hear to make me hurry up. I didn't want to get bitten by some mangy farm animal. I'll probably catch rabies and die. The one thing I've learned since we moved here is that the countryside's full of germs. So when we finally reached the edge of the woods, scrambling up the bank and out of sight of the farm, I breathe a sigh of relief. I say a sigh of relief, but it's actually more of a gasp, as the walk has left me completely out of breath. All week, the weather's been blazing hot, but this is the hottest day yet. It's not even June, but on the news, they said, if the summer carries on like this, it'll be the hottest since records began. All I want to do is stop and catch my breath. But Dizzy is still striding ahead. Come on, he calls out again. Dizzy isn't Dizzy's real name, by the way. It's actually Dylan. But everyone calls him Dizzy, even our teacher, Miss James. She says it's because he's got a head full of sky, always staring out of the classroom window as he watches the birds fly by. But right now, Dizzy's gaze is fixed firmly to the floor as his lolloping walk takes him deeper into the woods. Not wanting to be left behind, I hurry to catch him up. Trees line the sun-dappled path like senses, their serried ranks stretching away as far as my eye can see. In between the broad trunks, I glimpse snatches of purple, white and yellow from the colourful waves of wide wildflowers that carpet the woodland floor. The air feels warm under the un overhanging branches and the mossy grass between my feet, beneath my feet puts a spring in my step as I finally catch up with Dizzy. So what exactly are we looking for? I ask. A sign, Dizzy replies, glancing up from the path, just like I told you I saw. Hi, I'm Christopher Edge and I'm the author of The Longest Night of Charlie Noon and you're listening to radioblogging.net. Oh, what a great reading. I love that. And what a great um, place to stop on. So what exactly are we looking for? I ask. A sign, Dizzy replies, glancing up from the path. Just like I told you, I saw. So what I've written into my uh, posted is it made me wonder what the sign will be, who left the sign and what is it a sign for? So it's a hook that is drawing me in. So I've written that in. I've reread it and double checked. I've got, I've said exactly what I want to say. And I've got the capitals and the full stops of the commas and everything. It's exactly as I'd like it. I click somewhere else on the Padlet. And now it says awaiting approval. And uh, Chris, what happens now is that the children, <clears throat> many of them will have already written things up. But in order to see those, you do have to go to the very top of the page where it says radioblogging.net. Look to the right and you can see that uh, semicircle with a little arrow on it. If you click on there, it reloads the page, refreshes the page. And then and there we are. Up they come. There's already 50 comments on there. And uh, so if every now and then, Chris, you come back and you refresh the page, um, all the comments are being moderated. Everything that people write is being double checked. 
you'll notice for instance we don't have hundreds of emojis we don't need emojis when we're writing uh, it's a bit like when um, people use three exclamation marks it's sort of well why do you need those is your if your writing is weak um, then you might want to put those in but actually you don't really need them so we got lots and lots of lovely comments on here uh, Freya I feel sad uh, they said rude things about dogs there's a character called Dizzy and Dizzy the dog died a few days ago that is so sad Freya um, we once had a cat and that happened and it was it was was awful it was very very sad um, but um, that will pass in the end Jessica I love the use of descriptive language such as a lifetime once upon a now grassy bank shifting patterns of brightness and strange zigzagging path also love the use of scientific language and thoughts yes absolutely so uh, you'll be able to see there um chris lots and lots of responses and it's lovely if you make a response um back while that's all happening russ have we got um do you think we should have a little little interlude of some sort absolutely. while everyone's working absolutely folks you can get stuck into this as well it's just coming up to three minutes past ten you're live with the team radioblogging.net and get those uh, comments coming in now. Hello, I'm Cressa the Cow, and I'm the author and the illustrator of the How to Train Your Dragon books and the Wizards of Once series, and I'm the Waterstones Children's Laureate, and you are listening to radioblogging.net. Thanks, Cressida. And Cressida will be with us on the 1st of June, no matter what happens with the going back, not going back, going back, not going back. Whoever knows what's going to happen, you can rely on us for another fantastic, stimulating week of radio blogging. We are here on the 1st when we come back from half-term break, the 1st of June, and we will be opening with Cressida on the show. Can't wait for that. Uh, good morning to Sue Cove as well. Thank you so much indeed for your uh, shout-outs and mentions on the show. It is really good to hear you christopher lovely comment this is christopher edge listeners so many well-chosen words in these three story openings brilliant stuff one exclamation mark it's just stunning ian what do you have for us russell thank you very much indeed plenty over here as well miss mccann in strathkinness fife scotland i hope i pronounced that correctly giving a shout out to my p67 class who are listening along at home eloise please can i have a shout out i love your show thank you very much indeed honora please can i have a shout out for my friend Greer and my teacher mrs shirtcliffe you absolutely can Mrs. Murrin, shout out to Willow Class. Delighted to hear Christopher Edge is on the show. He has a whole shelf devoted to him in Willow Classroom at Stonewith Woodford. Christopher, I'm sure, will be delighted to hear that, Mrs. Murrin. Thank you very much indeed. Mrs. Baker as well. Good morning, Miss Hall, Helen, Axel, Phoebe and Eli. I hope you are enjoying the radio blog today. See you later. That's on the contact padlet. On the email, of course, radioblogging at gmail.com is how you get in touch with us. Us, our very good friend Lorraine Harrison what superb audio readings from children this morning they are getting better all the time fantastic Lorraine they absolutely are and this is something we talk about also it's also about presentation speaking and listening and they are producing some amazing audio uh, Wilfred good morning thanks for making my morning I really enjoyed every bit of it the description was amazing indeed and also George would like an update on Gerald, please. Well, I'm sure we will get one at some point. And also on the comments, because of course you can leave a comment at the bottom of the show page. Just go to today's show at the bottom. You can leave a comment. We've heard from Harry. Good morning. Have a great day. Can't wait for Edge Thursday. Also, Jack wants to shout out for his friends, uh, Seb, who introduced him to radio blogging. Thank you, Seb. Indeed. Well done, Seb. The more, the merrier. We welcome everybody here at radio blogging. James, Give a shout out to anyone listening in the Isle of Man. There are lots of us. Yes, there are. We can see from our listener numbers. Thank you so much for tuning in. Looking forward to today's show. Daria, good morning to you as well. Holly, really excited. Been listening from the start. Would love it to get a shout out as it's her birthday on Monday. Happy birthday for Monday. Emily. Class 4 at Lady Elizabeth Hastings School would like a shout-out. Douglas uh, wants a shout-out for best friend Sonny at Mallory's Junior School, who he's known since nursery. Now, that is a long-term friendship. Good for you. Keep that going, because it's not so easy when you get older, but keep that going. Bethany, so excited for today. Uh, also, Freya, 
turned 10 before lockdown and had a great party. I'm glad so many people haven't been able to, but I'm glad you did. Well done to you, Betty and Martha. Good morning. Can you give a sunny morning shout out to Edith, Bebop and Nancy Noodle from Betty, Martha and Daphne. Thank you. And finally, for now, we go to Oliver, who would like a shout out and says good morning to Pi as well. Plenty more shout outs to come later in the show. Hey, Russell, it's nearly smiley face time on the BBC clock this morning, coming up to 10 minutes past 10. But for now, to take the show forward, it's Pi Corbett. OK, <clears throat> lots and lots of great um, responses in here. Um, I find it really intriguing reading responses. I know Christopher will be intrigued uh, as well. Um, Mrs. James there wondering, what is time? What a great question. That'll keep me wondering. Uh, indeed, and I like that playing around. Many of you picked up on that, the playing around with once upon a time, once upon a now, once, not twice, but once upon. So uh, uh, people have been intrigued by that. It was like a little little prologue, wasn't it? James writing here. I like the introduction at the start. It intrigued me. And it's that hook pulls us in isn't it it was also unique to start with once upon an hour i also noticed how he said the phrase hard to believe anything bad could happen here because it made me think something bad is going to happen uh, so let's bear that in mind now if we pop out of that because we can go back when uh, we hear chris's interview and add further comments now if we come out and scroll down a little bit you can see the larger picture of out that says outside inside now I always like to go just below that where it says click here to view the Padlet full screen. I click on there, the page refreshes and you've got this. Now, I actually saw this on Route 66 when I was driving across uh, America. I think I've told those of you who listened to this show before. I've mentioned that once or twice. A great trip in a huge yellow Mustang driving across the old Route 66. And they do have quite a lot of empty villages uh, across America. We always think of America as being a place with big skyscrapers, but of course it's a massive, massive play, place and there are vast areas where there's just uh, countryside and as I say there are quite a lot of ruined, abandoned um, uh, houses and villages where things have gone wrong for the people. Now we're looking here, we're thinking narrative, so notice the pink blob, the bottom right hand corner, click on that, up comes your post-it title. I put my name in. I'm literally doing it now. Drop the cursor down. So we're going to do some story sentences. I like the way in Chris's book, he got the main characters into the setting. So again, uh, we've got here a setting and we're going to get our main character into the setting. And we're going to use an inside, outside, or rather an outside, inside start. So here I go. Outside. Now, I don't have to use that image. In other words, it could be wintertime, it could be foggy, it could be stormy. I'm going to go for storm. It could be sunny. Outside, uh, comma, the storm or the lightning. Let's go for that. Outside, the lightning flickered. I'm going to make it scary with a simile. Like a snake's, like a serpent's. Can you hear how I'm playing with the word snake, serpent? I was also thinking viper, adder, cobra. I'm going to go for serpent. Outside, the lightning flickered like a serpent's tongue. Full stop. Now I'm going to do my inside. Inside. Shadows shifted. Full stop. Now I'm going to steal that idea that we just had James wrote about. It looked like the sort of place it looked like the sort of place that um that held secrets full stop outside the lightning flickered i need to make that past tense like a serpent's tongue inside shadows shifted it looked like the sort of place that held secrets it says exactly what i wanted to say it flows from sentence to sentence. I've checked my capitals, full stops and commas. Notice outside comma, inside comma. OK, I'm really pleased with that. I click somewhere else and bingo, it says awaiting approval. So what we're looking for is an outside inside and then you can add to it. You could do it sentence by sentence. You could log up your outside one and then do another padlet and put up an inside. It is up to you. But while we're all working, Russell, I think we have uh, a pause for music while everybody is working on this one. 
Absolutely. I'm James Carter. The world is very grateful to what you and Pi and your whole team are doing. It's absolutely brilliant. You are a, literally a godsend. And I, and I say that as a humanist, but you are a godsend to the world at the moment right now. And you, give, and you give a great rhythm to every family's day. I think that's important. Everyone gets up and gets really creative because the morning is the creative time of the day. And what better than to switch on to uh, radioblogging.net. Hello, my name is Anthony Horowitz. I'm the author of the Alex Ryder books, and you are listening to radioblogging.net. Thanks, James. And thanks, Anthony. You will have noticed on our front page plenty of Anthony all over it. And we were tweeting yesterday. Anthony is with us tomorrow. Very excited by that as well. He's a legend in his own luncheon time. Absolutely loved him. And I hope you'll love the interview that follows it as well. Ian, what have you got for a shout out wise? Thank you very much indeed, Russell. Yeah, plenty of shout outs coming in. Do keep them coming. Don't forget, you can email radioblogging at gmail.com. You can also get in touch via the Padlet at the top of today's show page or at the top of the website, I should say. Uh, And you can also leave a comment at the bottom of the show page like these people have here. Devon says happy birthday to Bethany. Absolutely. So does Edith. Hope you have a great day. Uh, Dean would like a shout out for P5 and 6 and our teacher, Mrs. Eltringham from Skelmorley Primary School. School, regular listeners, returning listeners. Absolutely. Thank you very much indeed. Cosi, nice to see you. Thank you for joining in the show this morning. Uh, Arthur, thank you very much indeed also for getting in touch. Kitty, lovely to see you this morning. Thank you very much indeed for your message. Uh, can I also say good morning to Frank and also to Rosie from Stonewood Woodford. Uh, hi, Pi. On Tuesday, your poem, What Am I, was mentioned in my talk for writing in your other English. We've had some very, very busy times, I'm sure. Max from Salisbury. Hi, can I have a shout out? I'm new. Absolutely. You can indeed. Uh, Rebecca from Brunel class, who is 11 today. Mm. It's her 16th day listening. It's also her 11th birthday today. She's got lots of books that we have been recommending through the show as presents. How lovely is that? Please can I have a shout out from me, Miss F, and all my friends from Brunel class at St. Paul's Pointon. Well, Rebecca, from everybody here at Radio Blogging, a very, very happy birthday. Happy 11th birthday to you today. I hope you enjoy reading your books and I hope you have the most fabulous day uh pippa good morning it's pippa's first time on radio blogging today she is eight and looking forward to it how lovely is that lovely to have first time listeners and returning listeners and finally before i go back to pie christopher edge has been on the comments as well who loved the line a snarl that could save the world brilliant stuff and that's what we can do here we have great author interaction we are very very lucky to have authors who come on join in the show and give instant feedback to our amazing writers the time 16 minutes past 10 it's over to pi yeah you're absolutely right people have been so generous haven't they with them um, giving us uh, readings and coming yeah. on here and working with us uh, mm. and we've got a, a, the padlet is absolutely alive people writing a bit more today um i know that um uh we're really sharpening up some great uh, some great bits of writing here. Charlotte, outside the snow drifted down like a ballroom dancer's dress. Now, that's interesting, Charlotte. It's a lovely, lovely image. Contrast it now with inside, but make it sound the complete opposite. So you get a juxtaposition between what sounds really nice outside, but inside is very ominous. But your character is going to be drawn in in some way fran outside tall coarse grass scratched my bare shins and bone dry tree reached towards me like they wanted to capture me i think you need trees probably bone dry trees that's interesting bone dry uh, dry trees bone dry trees I, I like the idea of bone dry inside my body drooped in the scorching heat the hot the hut offered no protection love that uh, love that little clause there the hut offered no protection works very, very nicely. And there's a hint of ominousness there about it. No protection from the heat, but no protection from what else? Dang, 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 dang. Uh, um, uh, lovely, lovely idea there. Holly, inside the cottage, a roaring fire crackled in the grate, warming everybody up and creating spooky shadows around the room. Don't need if, I, That's interesting, Holly. Creating spooky shadows, creating shadows. You could make it sound spooky by saying something along the lines of creating shadows 
that shifted and moved around the room and the reader would think oh that sounds spooky um uh, uh but great idea well done so they're coming fast and thick here davidson outside the cicadas made their shrill droning noise inside the stillness of the heat made everything feel dreamlike marvelous opening um davidson folks we need to come out of that one you can keep adding and adding and adding but it is time to go to the jock cast and the jock cast is where we um, practice our writing and we get some absolutely instantaneous feedback david um just say a little bit talk people through who don't know this one yes the jock cast is if i want all the listeners to think of this as a live writing window um everything uh, that goes on into this window uh, is controlled by me in terms of I get to see things first and then they can uh, they are approved to go on. So it's quite a fast paced um, section of the show here uh, where we need to be on. We need to have nimble fingers, checking things quickly and responding to what the instructions Pi will give you. Just a little note to any adults listening that if you are um, uh, listening to this and you want to join in, please do. Adults, what we'd like uh, and what a number of adults do is they join in by feeding back to the children. Um, so you'll see a few people do that, uh, giving a few pointers, congratulating children on some good words or phrases or suggesting an improvement or challenging something. Um, you'll see that happen. So do feel free to do that uh, as, as we go through the session. Um, we do have an image that we're going to use. I'm going to put that in in a second, but it's, it's underneath the writing window as well mm. um, that you'll see there just in case anyone in school can't see it due to filtering issues it is under there but I'll, that's the first thing i'll do whilst pi is giving some instructions is i'll add that image into the window over mm. to you pi okay so i thought we would create a magical map um and uh if i read you my model you will instantaneously get the idea and then you can start um to write in your thoughts so we have a repeating line so the repeating line is going to be uh, and you can slightly change it this is the map of okay so you go this is the map of nowhere and then the second line is what happens on the map as a result this is the map of nowhere its roads and towns have disappeared this is the map of boats its rivers are tied into knots this is the map of mathematics the hills are square and the roads run straight this is the map of thieves. The cities have stolen the towns and the contours have gone into hiding. This is the map of angels. There are forests of wings and the oceans glow bright. This is the map of fruit. There are oranges in the deserts and pineapples on the motorways. This is the map of sorrow. The villages are teardrops. This is the map of tomorrow. The roads crisscross like the palm of your hand. This is the map of stars. Villages blink, towns glitter, and the cities shine like Mars. So invent your own magical map. This is the map of poppies, or whatever it's going to be. I mean, you do a second line. Obviously, you have to say what happens to the map because you've chosen poppies. And if it was poppies, there would be something to do with them being bright red. So Sachin has already come in. This is the map of flying with planes swarming like a pack of infuriated bees. So, David Mitchell, submit each line individually. OK, because it makes life uh, a little bit easier to think of it bit by bit. This is the map of everywhere. Everyone knows everyone. Jack Davy, this is the map of nowhere. This is the map of trains blowing out its smoke. Now you've done those first two ideas, Jack, build on each of the second line. This is the map of nowhere. Great start, is he? Now I need the second line, Thomas. This is the map of monsters. Now name a monster um, or have them scattered across the map. Jacob, this is the map of luxury. Gold grows here. Utkasha, this is the map of inventions. Now which inventions are you going to mention, Utkasha? Fran, this is the map of hate. What would you find on that map? Isla, this is the map of wonder, wondering what to do next. Freya, this, this is the map of hiding. The world has disappeared. This isn't the map of today. Ah, India, clever one. Adults, can you respond to the children's ideas? Prompt, suggest. Ah, this is the map of moths, Sam. 
And if 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 it's uh, clothes moths, maybe the moths have chewed holes in it. Charlotte, this is the map of life. And does that show you, Charlotte, what happens from childhood all the way through to adulthood? Sachin, this, this is the map of speed, zooming past the hustle and bustle of the city. India, this is the map of tomorrow. Now you've got to get something to do with the future onto your map. Freya, roads, cities, towns and forests. This is not the map of today. This is the map of nowhere. Oh, lovely idea. Try a different one now, um, Freya. Emily Oaksey. Uh, from Oaksey, this is the map of adventure waiting for me to come. You could extend that a bit. If you were on an adventure, what would you bring with you? Arthur, this is the map of the clouds and what lurks beyond. If it's a map of clouds, I think I would probably see blue and I would also see the white uh, shapes of the clouds. This is the map of dragons. Oh, on that map, Jazz, you're going to have lots of caves for them to hide in, piles of treasure and also destroyed cities and towns. Bethany, this is the map of seas. The currents wound into each other, wound in, wound, wound into each other, wind into each other. Sebastian, this is the map of nature. Everything is green. Edith, this is the map of roses where bees swarm around. This is a map of brothers. I love that idea, Shisha. Real challenge to get a second line in there. Rosie, this is a map of boats where they sail along a river. This is the map of family where the map hugs you. What a nice idea, Rosie. Kitty, this is the map of all the maps, the contours going on forever. It's a great idea, Kitty. I'm going to be strict with you here. The contours going on forever. I think you could tweak that going and get a stronger word in there. Chloe, this is the map of sailing, the ships turning east. There's a lovely ring about, a magical ring about that, Chloe. Jack Davy, this is the map of boats swaying in the dark seas. Beautiful idea. Sachi, this is the map of dreams. Every single word counts, absolutely. Arthur, this is the map of truth. <laughs> Big challenge, Arthur. What's going to be the second line there? How can you wrap that up into a map? Guest. This is the map of flowers. The petals are blowing in the something or other. Guest, you need to put your name in there. Remember that uh, to get that in at the top. Sachin, this is the map of lines filling many a book bookshelf. Love that idea. Amelia, this is the map of nowhere where adventures happen. This is the map of secrets where stories are never told. A couple of lovely ideas um, there, Amelia. Jessica, this is the map of hope. Now you've got to turn it into the second line. Hard one. Wilfred, this is the map of clouds. It's a nice idea, Wilfred, but what are we going to do with it? Abby, this is the map of literature. So if it's a map of literature, are there going to be poems winding round like roads, stories blossoming like towns and cities? Emily, this is the map of creatures. Name them, Emily. So you could have um, whole cities where, um, uh, what are they called? Chameleons lurk. Name them. Rebecca, this is the map of the past. I'm loving that idea. It's a map of our history, what's happened to us. This is the map of prey, hoping to survive. Alice, mm, big challenge for the second line. Sam, this is the map of inventions with fumes choking the holder. Like that idea. Christopher Edge, this is the map of forgetting. I can't remember why. What a great one, Christopher. Thank you very much. Miss Shah coming in here. This is the map of broken dreams. This is the tangled map of confusion. Oh, I see that map like ivy threading uh, all the roads and the towns together so you can't find your way and you're lost. James, this is the map of riches. Houses are made of diamonds. Love the way you've linked those two together. Well done. Rosie, this is the map of planets. Mm, interesting one. So I think you could build into that uh, second line very, very nicely. Folks, we have uh, there have been hundreds on here. And um, thanks to the adults, I can see Mrs. Murrin, Mrs. James coming back there. Um, thanks so much for doing that, Mr. Walker. I'm exhausted. You're writing too, too much, too well. Come out, everybody, because we need to hear Christopher's um, interview. So I think if we come out of that, if you want to, you can carry on uh, jotting ideas down on the padlets or go back now to Christopher Edge response. We should hear Christopher's interview now, I think. Chris, that was amazing. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you to the local bird song, which I think has added uh, an, a, a gorgeous dimension to the reading. I mean, it's as if we'd set this up beautifully. So thanks for leaving the window open. Uh, and the door creaking as well in there. I don't know, a small animal or a child maybe have wandered into the room. But that was another fantastic effect. Amazing. Where did you get your idea from for this book? Uh, this book was kind of came out of me as I said at the beginning of the story, it's a story about now. And, and it, as you read the story, you'll, you'll find out 
how true and how false a statement that is. But it's it's a story that came out of me working through my my fear about the future in a way. And it's a story uh, with Charlie as a character who came into my head as someone who is who has to face her fears and has to kind of realise that. Uh, I think lots of the time when you like children's fiction, there can be a tendency sometimes to see childhood as a kind of golden time full of sunny days climbing trees. And, and for a lot of people growing up, ch- childhood isn't a golden time. You know, lots of times as a child, you can feel mm. powerless. Mm. You can feel, you know, that you want to escape. And so with The Longest Night of China, and I was trying to write a story that showed that even when times are dark, as, as the Charlie and Dizzy and Johnny go through the woods in the story, that, mm. that even in the darkest times we can kind of face our fears and that there is a way out, there's a way through the woods, mm. childhood and life. And you know, that, seems, that seems quite quite relevant for now, in fact. Lovely. I can hear the magpies in the background there. It's just a, a special dimension. Thank you so much. I, it would have taken me hours to have put that on as a backing track. Um, tell, tell the listeners, please, about your notebook. How have you amassed all this information? How do you kind of script out the story? Or do you do that? Or do you perhaps have a sketchbook? Uh, I'd love to have a sketch, but that's quite, that's quite a nice idea. I have a notebook. I write all my, uh, book, my, my novels in longhand first, so I work exclusively in a notebook, and a story usually starts as an image in my head. So I had in this story, I had the image of Charlie walking into the woods, and I also had an image near the end of the story. So I knew the arc of the story, and then by writing it longhand, by writing through my book, I then kind of find and follow Charlie's path through the woods. And often in my stories, and, and this this story is not no exception. I do have to do lots of research. So, uh, in some of the themes of Charlie and Noon, relate to kind of ideas of time, and so I was looking at lots of kind of popular physics books uh, by people like Carlo Rovelli, like The Order of Time, and I was also reading lots of uh, books by nature writers such as Robert McFarlane and Patsy Barkham and others. Uh, and what I tend to do is I kind of, you know, sometimes if I see interesting things from things that I read or from experience that I had. So one night I actually went into the woods where The Longest Night of Charlie Noon is set. So it's set in a place called Lower Woods uh, down in Wiltshire. Uh, and it's a patch of ancient woodland. So it's been there for hundreds of years. And I actually spent uh, a scary evening in the woods to kind of like replicate Charlie's experience. So I, I was making lots of notes in my notebook about what I could see, what I could hear, what the sensation of being in the woods was. Mm. And then when I come to that story, I, I have lots of these notes I make on index cards. So that when I come to write the story, I can then find the piece of the search I found and wow. use that zone as I like the story. How quaint and lovely and uh, really almost old-fashioned in its uh, in, in its way thank you so much indeed i've so enjoyed that uh, and thank you so much for for joining us christopher edge ladies and gentlemen thank you very much hi i'm christopher edge and i'm the author of the longest night of charlie noon and you're listening to radioblogging.net okay fantastic stuff and i think uh, some of you will have been back on the Christopher Edge response padlet uh, and jot down things that we're learning. The response is not just responding to the text, to the story or the poem, but also us thinking about how do writers actually do it. And we've heard us so much about the importance of research, about the importance of the notebook as a place where you play around with ideas. And this leads us all very, very nicely to the final activity where um, we're going to be able to think about the performance. So if you click on the bottom one, activity three, up come. And I thought today we'd have two possible um, challenges. So the first one is at the top. This is our outside inside. And it's a very, very nice little trick for a setting, which is what we've done, but also a good trick for character. So you might say, um, Pi smiled at the team. Inside, he felt fear. So you've got sort of the external um, 
uh, emotion that the character is showing to the world and then you reveal by using the inside idea what the character is actually feeling and of course we do that an enormous amount um, as uh, uh, as human beings but I've used the um, outside inside for um, for a setting I'll read you my model outside snow swirled across the town of Bolton smothering the streets and covering the cars inside the abandoned house a solitary candle flickered Paul Geraghty tugged his thin coat that should say thin his thin coat closer and tried to warm his hands but it was no use the bitter wind blew snow through every window the old house creaked in the storm as if speaking to him no shelter here for the dispossessed and dispossessed he was no home no possessions no family or friends and yet he was the most wanted person on the planet and i was thinking a little bit of uh tomorrow when we have anthony horowitz um, with us with a very very exciting and slightly scary uh section that he reads from nightshade the latest alex Ryder book um so i was in the mode of sort of spies and that sort of business so an outside inside uh setting and get try and get a bit of a contrast there if you can either do that one or alternatively and you can do both of course alternatively we've got our map idea and i read this one out to you earlier so it's there for you to look at but go for your own ideas um, I always think that's the exciting thing. Your own ideas are a bit like a sort of, I don't know, a writing secret. And the writing secret is use things that only you can know, that only you have imagined. Because all of us are slightly different. We all live different lives and we all have an inner store of possibilities. So make it special. Make it your own. And if you scroll down, you can see where you put the title of your blog post. Remember to please put your name in there. And then uh, add your uh, put your either paragraph in there or your poem in or both if you wish. Write your first name in the box, etc. Go all the way down and at the bottom, this is where you can do your recording. And um, be brave with this, Deputy Mitchell. Any advice? Any thoughts about the recording at this point? Um, well, one of the things we get uh, the children to do, or try to get the children to do, is to have a listen to what's gone on already. There are hundreds of recordings on there from people who would be their first time doing it, or people that have done quite a number of different ones. So you can get a feel for what uh, you might, or you might get some ideas, but get a feel for what you might want to do. Um, practice what you want to, to say uh, in front of the mirror or in a quiet room somewhere. And when you use the... the um, the Padlet, uh, you're not committed to uh, keeping that recording that you're working on. So once you follow the instructions, there's a player there with the instructions. You can um, come back and revisit it. You can delete it. You can play it back, decide whether you want to keep it or not. So it's very flexible. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's one of the favorite things the team here like to do is to, to listen to these the following day to see what's gone on. And it's uh, Russell that uses his technologically genius tools that he has to add the little jingles and the music to make them sound professional and to open the show tomorrow. So give it a go. Um, listen to some and be brave are the key things I would say, Pai. Mm. And um, when you've blogged, of course, they uh, they all get stored away up and they uh, go to the very top of the page where it says listeners posts. And it would be great if everybody, and we have our team of adults who do this, but it would be great if everybody could click on there and respond to somebody else's, read it through and give them a good positive response, be specific, raise questions with them. And if you've got ideas for suggestions for development, that's uh, that's fine as well. Russell, we've had a very, very busy show today. Many thanks to Chris for staying with us and joining in with the show. That We love it when our authors do that. It shows such commitment to uh, children's creativity. And that's what we're about. We believe in the reading. We believe in the writing. And when we're doing our reading and writing, we are creating together tomorrow and making a, a better tomorrow for all of us. Over to you, Russell, to wind the show up. Oh, dreaming of Christopher's fabulous garden room office where he sits and <laughs> writes, and the, the, the wildlife are just coming into his room. How gorgeous is that? Uh, thanks very much. Uh, final shout-outs from Ian. What have you got from us? 
Thank you very much, Russell. Toby, uh, six years old, says, I've got a new notebook as well for radio blogging. Lovely. Hope you've been enjoying it this morning. Molly is loving today's show. So is Jacob, uh, who wanted a shout out to everyone working hard from Grange Park Primary School and also to Sunny as well. Thank you very much indeed. We heard from Emily at Strathkinness Primary School. Good morning to all my primary six, seven classmates and our amazing teacher as well. It's been another packed show this morning russell hasn't it 22 minutes to 11 o'clock over to you to close the show thank you and finally folks if you've enjoyed today's show please show your appreciation with our gofundme button and reluctantly we've had to resort to this to generate some funds to just keep the infrastructure going because we don't know when we're going to finish we're already committing to the first of june show with cressida cowell with a fantastic reading don't know what's going to be happening with schools lots of advice flying around things are going to change on a week by week basis but you can rely on us the content is up there we're plowing on through for next week half time next week you can join ian and myself each day at 9 34 radio blogging holiday club and we have sf saeed live in the studio with us on wednesday next week and you'll be able to put your questions to sf live during the show and we'll tell you how you can get involved in that from tuesday don't forget ian and i are with you tomorrow at 2 15 we'll have a a, a masterclass in how to record your very best audio padlet until tomorrow then thanks so much for listening everything's on the website just as soon as we've wrapped this up we'll catch you tomorrow it's anthony horowitz we're so excited welcome to radio blogging daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged brought to you by Pi corbett david mitchell ian rocky and russell pro just listen and blog it's live fun and interactive and with new educational tasks every day just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more